Good evening. My name is Colin Taves, and I'll be your host for tonight's Telephone Town Hall. Tonight, I am joined by Minister of Public Safety and Emergency Services, Mike Ellis, Colin Blair, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire, Rob Dupree of the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Commanding Officer of, the, of Alberta, Deputy Commissioner Chris Blocky of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, Shane Hussey, Director of Environmental Health with Alberta Health Services. In addition, uh, I am supported tonight with colleagues from several departments in the Government of Alberta, including the Department of Health, Agriculture and Irrigation, Indigenous Relations, Environment and Protected Areas, Municipal Affairs, Education, Seniors, Community and Social Services, Jobs, Economy and Northern Development, as well as Mental Health and Addictions. Before we hear from our speakers, let me explain how this telephone town hall will work. Right now, Albertans whose communities have been affected by the wildfire are connecting to this call and will soon have a chance to address your questions. You can get in line to ask a question right now or at any time by pressing star three on your phone keypad. You'll be connected to an operator who will ask for your name and community. We ask that you please try to keep your question brief because there are so many people on the line tonight. I will be reading all of the questions out loud for tonight's telephone town hall to ensure that our speakers can address as many questions as possible. Now, before I welcome Minister Ellis to say a few words, I will take a, just a brief moment to remind everyone of three important pieces of information. To learn more about supports for evacuees and wildfire status, visit alberta.ca slash emergency or call 310-4455. As well, if you or someone in your community is seeking mental health supports, we encourage you to call 211 at any time to find resources. Now I would like to welcome Mr. Ellis to share a few remarks. Well, thank you very much, Colin, and good evening, everyone. Uh, thank you for participating in tonight's uh, Telephone Town Hall. These town halls are for you to ask the questions on your mind to help you navigate what I recognize is a really difficult time. Tonight, I'm joined by representatives from uh, across the Alberta government, the RCMP and the Insurance Bureau of Canada. And before we take the questions, I'd like to start with a, a few reminders about the resources available to you and how best to access them. First, I want to once again remind everyone who has uh, evacuated to register with your local municipality or online with the Alberta government. Registering makes it easier to connect you with the resources and to give, your, uh, give you local updates on your community. I also want to remind you about the emergency evacuation payments uh, that are available for anyone who's been evacuated for seven or more days. These one-time payments can help ease the costs of uh, being away from home and, and pay for accommodations, food, or, and other necessities. Go to alberta.ca forward slash emergency for information on how to apply. Recipients uh, will receive uh, payments uh, by e-transfer within 24 hours of the application. If you are unable to receive an e-transfer, uh, you can visit one of the 16 Alberta support offices or reception centers in Edmonton or Calgary to get a prepaid debit card. If you need additional emergency support, you can also uh, call 310-4455, uh, which is staffed 24-7. I encourage all evacuees uh, who are eligible to apply for evacuation payments as soon as possible. 
Uh, I recognize as well, uh, many of you want to go home, uh, but the situation continues to be extremely volatile and is evolving daily. When it comes to reentry, I must ask everyone to please uh, continue to be patient. Uh, do not return until uh, contacted by your local authority. I also want to remind everyone that in many parts of the province, road conditions remain poor and are dangerous for travel. The number one priority as we deal with the extreme fire conditions is to protect human lives. The second priority is to protect your homes and your property. It remains important that we all do our part to support these efforts. I know some of you are concerned about the safety of your homes and property while, our, while uh, you are evacuated. I can assure you that the local RCMP are patrolling and monitoring the evacuated areas to minimize criminal activity. You can check with the Alberta RCMP website to sign up for uh, property alerts in your community, as well as uh, find uh, tips to help ensure a safe re-entry when the time does come. Uh, before I, I open up the call uh, for questions, uh, I want to close by saying that I know it's uh, difficult to be away from your homes and your community with so much uncertainty and uh, so many unknowns. I realize this is an incredibly stressful time for you. So please uh, know that all of Alberta stands with you right now, and we will get through this together. If you are feeling overwhelmed and in need of support, please reach out for help. You can uh, call or text the word INFO to 211 to be connected to online or local support services near you. Uh, virtual counseling services are also available through Counseling Alberta. You, you can learn more at www.counselingalberta.com. And remember to continue to stay in touch with your local government for updates and listen only to the trusted and verified sources of information. Thank you again for calling uh, this evening. Now let's get to your questions. Back to you, Colin. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ellis. For those just joining us, my name is Colin Taves and I'm your host for this evening's Telephone Town Hall. Joining me tonight are Minister of Public Safety and Emergency Services, Mike Ellis, Colin Blair, Executive Director with the Alberta Management Agency, Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire, Rob Dupree of the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Commanding Officer of Alberta, Deputy Commissioner Curtis Zablocki of the RCMP, Shane Hussey, Director of Environmental Health at Alberta Health Services, in addition, I am supported tonight with colleagues from several departments within the government of Alberta, including health, agriculture and irrigation, indigenous relations, environment and protected areas, municipal affairs, education, seniors, community and social services, jobs, economy and northern development, as well as mental health and addictions. Tonight, we are talking about the changing wildfire situation with the communities who have been affected by evacuation orders. If you have a question right now or at any time during the call, please press star three on your phone and you'll be entered into the queue. Now let's get to our first question of the evening. I have a, a question for Colin Blair uh, with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency uh, from Shane online. And he writes, I'm wondering where I can get information on the roads as they are smoky in my area. Hi Shane, thank you very much for the question. There's a couple of ways you can get the information on the highways. If you've got a mobile device, uh, whether it's Apple or Android, I would highly recommend downloading 
the 511 app for Alberta. Uh, it provides up-to-date information. We do have a number of road closures in the province, as well as smoky conditions, so reduced visibility. I think it's important for anybody traveling in the Northwest to be looking at the road conditions before they decide to head out. If you do not have a mobile device, but have access to the, the uh, internet, then I would suggest that you go to alberta.ca slash emergency. Um, there is a link there that would get you to the 511 site. So there's a, a site that's available online. Uh, it's 511 and it provides you the exact same information. I hope this is helpful. Thank you, Colin. Uh, I have a question here for Christy with Alberta Wildfire from Don online. Uh, he writes, what is happening uh, with the fire near Rainbow Lake? Good evening, Don. Uh, that fire near Rainbow Lake is called the Long Lake Fire. Uh, if you're looking for it on our wildfire status page, it's HWF036. Uh, that fire is 110,000 hectares uh, in size, and it has been fairly active. We've seen um, high uh, fire behavior activity on that fire today, but we have seen minimal growth. Uh, so the fire has been active. Uh, you may see smoke from that fire, but it hasn't necessarily been growing significantly um, despite the activity in the last little while. It's currently 17 kilometers from Chatham, and we have an incident management team um, working on that fire. We have uh, firefighters, uh, helicopters, and heavy equipment as well. And they've been working alongside um, structural protection crews who are working with sprinklers um, in, in Rainbow Lake and working in Shata as well. So people are working very hard to uh, protect the, the homes and structures uh, in, that, uh, in that area, despite the fact that there has been some activity on the fire. Thank you for that, Christy. Uh, once again, if you have a question right now or at any time during this call for one of our experts, please press star three on the phone and you will be entered into the queue. Uh, I have a question here from Linda for Brad with Seniors Community and Social Services. I applied on the 12th for the emergency fund and I haven't heard back yet. What do I do? Great. <laughs> Thank you very much, Linda, for your call. Um, we have noticed that most payments are processed within about 24 hours. Um, one of the reasons that uh, it may be delayed is if the evacuation period time since you evacuated has not reached seven days. Otherwise, uh, I would encourage you to call 310-4455 and ask to speak with, with one of our team members. Alternatively, feel free to attend one of the reception centers or one of the 16 Alberta supports offices throughout Northern Alberta. Uh, they are listed on our webpage at alberta.ca uh, backslash emergency. And uh, one of our staff will be very happy to help you and, and figure out uh, how we can get you the funds that you need. Uh, good luck, Linda, and uh, I, I hope that uh, we're able to get those funds to you quickly. Thank you for that. Uh, I have another question from the online chat here uh, for Shane with Alberta Health Services. Uh, this comes from Richard. Uh, it says, how will I know if my community is under a boil water advisory? Hi, Richard. Thanks for your question. 
You can find out if the drinking water in your community is under a boil water advisory by contacting your local municipality or town office or by checking the AHS website for active health advisories. AHS posts all active health advisories from across the province on its news and advisories tab at ahs.ca. If you have additional questions about the safety of your drinking water, I would encourage you to contact your district health inspector at 1-833-476-4743. Again, that's 1-833-476-4743. Thank you. Thank you for that answer. Uh, I have another question here for Colin with Alberta, Ma Alberta Emergency Management Agency from Todd. Uh, he writes, when will East Prairie Métis Settlement be able to return home? Hi, Todd. Thank you very much for the question. At, at this point in time, they're, they're still dealing with the fire situation in East Prairie. Um, what we do is we look to the local authority to make arrangements to consider uh, things such as re-entry. Um, I, I would recommend that you uh, keep track on the alberta.ca slash emergency site. Uh, there we've got uh, information on the uh, on the situation in each East Prairie, as well as uh, some hyperlinks to the uh, uh, to the community. So um, we don't have any other information on it at this time. Uh, so I would suggest just keeping keeping your tabs on uh, on the site. Thank you. Thank you for that, Colin. Uh, I have another online question here. Um, it reads, it's been very smoky in the last few days because of the fires. What air, what, what is uh, safe air quality? I'm worried about inhaling smoke. And I'll ask Sue Cotterill with Environment and Protected Areas to answer that question, please. Thank you for your question. We have um, around the province a number of air monitoring stations. And we get... Um, updated information hourly reported in. You can find that information on airquality.alberta.ca. And we report about air quality conditions using the Air Quality Health Index, and that rates air quality on a numeric scale from one to greater than 10, with the lower numbers uh, indicating lower risk and higher numbers indicating worsening air quality. And so you could find additional information on that website I just shared. Um, I'll give it to you again. It's airquality.alberta.ca. And that will give you some additional information on what the level of risks are and some messaging on how you might want to um, conduct activities when there's smoke in the air um, at higher levels. Thank you. Thank you very much for that answer, Sue. Uh, we have another question here from Natalie online, and this one will be to uh, Evan Romano with Mental Health and Addiction. Are there culturally appropriate mental health services available for Indigenous communities, or are we expected to access government-run services if we need support? Hi there, uh, Natalie. Thanks so much for the question. And yeah, there are absolutely some resources that are available that are very uh, directly targeted and, and supported and, and operated by 
uh, First Nations uh, and Indigenous people to, to support those First Nations community who are being impacted by the wildfire. There are two that I'd specifically point to. Uh, the first is the First Nations and Inuit Hope for Wellness uh, line. Now, it's actually an online resource. You can either speak uh, or go online for, for a chat. The phone number is one 855 242-3310, and that's hopeforwellness.ca, and, and that's available for First Nations and Inuit uh, populations across the country. But there is a more specialized line. Uh, it's operated by Alberta Health Services, but it's a, a dedicated Indigenous support line, and it specifically targets and, and works with communities in, in north and south zones in the, the province. And so the Indigenous support line uh, is available from uh, uh, up until 8 o'clock in the, the evenings, and uh, you can call 1-844-944-4744. Now, that's uh, available again till 8 p.m. in the evening, the Indigenous support line. So a couple really great resources to be able to connect to. If you can't remember those numbers or, or didn't catch them quickly, you could call 211 or 811, and they'll be able to put you in touch with those direct uh, mental health and, and other types of supports for Indigenous and First Nations peoples. Thank you. Thank you, Evan, for that answer. Uh, we've got another question, and this one will be for Christy with Alberta Wildfire. Uh, this one's from Rebecca uh, asking, is there a fire guard in Valley View? If you could just answer that question, please. Good evening, Rebecca. Uh, yes, we have been working on a fire guard in the Valley View area. Um, fire guards, uh, for, for people who are not overly familiar with them just yet, uh, have been talked about a little bit uh, recently because it is one of the tools that we use uh, when working on wildfire in the province. And uh, building a fire guard uh, means that you're using heavy equipment like bulldozers to clear, uh, clear the vegetation away and create an area of of down to bare mineral soil. So there's, you've removed the fuel that the wildfire would be using in order to move closer to the community. So uh, fire guards work in conjunction with other measures. Uh, we often work with uh, structural protection uh, firefighters, uh, with sprinklers, and we work with uh, aircraft as well. Uh, and uh, a lot of different tools working together in an attempt to break the movement of the, the fire as it moves towards a community. So we have been using um, what, uh, fire guard uh, heavy equipment on the Sturgeon Lake complex uh, to the west of the town. And uh, at the moment, the status of those two uh, wildfires in the Sturgeon Lake uh, complex are still out of control, uh, but we do have an incident management team uh, in place there, and they are working with firefighters, helicopters, and the heavy equipment building those fire guards. Um, we have a, a plan to complete the dozer guards, uh, creating that break uh, between the communities and, uh, and support that containment with the air and ground uh, resources that we have fighting the fire. Thank you, Christy. Uh, if you have a question now or at any time during this call, please remember you can dial star three uh, to get into the queue and have your uh, question answered. And that was star three on your phone. We now have a question for Brad with uh, Seniors Community and Social Services from Mark and Grand Prairie. Seeing as we weren't evacuated for seven days, 
Is it true there's no compensation for lodging? I didn't follow the evacuation route because I had to take 18 residents of the lodge to Grimshaw, Peace River, and other towns. Great. Thank you very much, Mark. And thank you very much for your public service and, and helping your, your neighbors. Um, there's no direct compensation uh, available uh, under the emergency evacuation program um, as that uh, is intended for uh, to be a bridge uh, to insurance. Um, it's intended for those that evacuate for seven or more days. Um, however, if you are having financial challenges uh, because of those costs, uh, I would encourage you uh, to either contact the reception center as there's um, there may be resources there, or uh, please call us at 310-4455. And uh, like I said, if you're having uh, financial challenges because of those costs, uh, and you need uh, either food or alternate accommodations, let us know, and we'll do what we can. But to be clear, uh, no, we, there's not a, uh, a direct payment to reimburse you uh, for that. Uh, and no, the emergency evacuation payment would not apply in your situation. Uh, but again, if you have uh, financial challenges, please do call us at 310-4455, uh, and we can uh, look into your, your situation and and see if you are eligible for some other program. Thank you. Thank you, Brad, for that. Uh, we have a question coming in from Ryan uh, for Scott Beebe with uh, Jobs Economy and Northern Development. Are there any supports for people who haven't been evacuated but can't work uh, because of an evacuation order? Thank you for that question, Ryan. Employees who are unable to work due to an evacuation order are encouraged to file an employment insurance claim with Service Canada. They can also call 310-4455 and ask for the Income Support Contact Centre to see what supports may be available. Thank you again, Ryan, for your question. Thank you for that. And then I have a question here uh, for John Conrad with Agriculture and Irrigation. Uh, this comes in from Patty. What is being done to support farmers with livestock who can't evacuate their animals? Hey, Patty, uh, thank you so much for your question, and it's an excellent one. The uh, Really, I think the uh, for that answer, you have to look in on each specific community. And what I, what I would recommend is uh, for uh, producers, farmers that are looking to evacuate or were not able to evacuate their animals, uh, the local authority, your municipal authority is always going to have the best information about what can and cannot be done, how to assist a producer to move animals, as well as um, issuing temporary permits. And it is possible, depending on the tactical situation, and of course, your director of emergency management in your community is going to know that best, but it is possible to get permits to go back, uh, check on animals, and even uh, effect evacuation. The kinds of information they can provide in, are, are, uh, in terms of resourcing is uh, transportation uh, opportunities, um, agricultural societies, your ag society would also be a very good source of more information on evacuation and safekeeping of your animals, your livestock. Um, the auction marts and rodeo grounds are very good spots as well to evacuate too. Uh, and the Alberta beef producers have put a, a map um, I know this is a bit 
um, outside of your question, you're asking about who can't get in, what's being done for those who can't. But Alberta Beef Producers at albertabeef.org have also put up a very good resource uh, on their webpage uh, to show you where uh, different sites and opportunities exist for evacuating livestock uh, too. So um, th there's uh, all kinds of resources and supports there. Um, I, I would say the best connective tissue uh, for you uh, is to uh, connect with your local municipality, uh, your local ag society, director of emergency management in your community, and they will help you work it from there. And uh, check out the albertabeef.org site as well. Uh, there's good information beyond just the, the map for potential evacuation sites for uh, your livestock. So I hope that is of some use. If not, rack it up again. I'll uh, take another run at your question. Thank you, John. I'd also like to welcome the, the folks who are joining the call just a little bit late. And we're talking about the changing wildfire situation with the communities who have been affected by evacuation orders. If you have a question right now or at any time during this call, please press star three on your phone and you'll be entered into the queue so that we can answer your questions. I have a question that comes in online from Hank uh, for Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada. If my house is damaged, how will it affect my insurance premiums? Hi, Hank, and thank you for the question. Insurance premiums are developed based on your unique circumstances, the type of policy you have, the coverage, the limits, and many other factors, including whether it's a home or a tenant insurance policy. The insurance industry is well capitalized for these types of events. This is what we plan for, and this is what we're here for. Having wildfire damage does not automatically increase everyone's premiums. There's even specific insurance policies that have special endorsements that are called claims forgiveness that when you do have a claim, that means your premiums will not be impacted in the future. Once your claim is concluded, I'd like to remind you and everyone that throughout Alberta, there's over 145 insurance companies that provide coverage for home, auto, or businesses. So if you're not satisfied with the cost or with the coverage available, you can always shop around, reach out to other providers to understand what options are available to find coverage at a price you can afford. Thanks for the question, Hank. Thank you very much for that, Rob. Uh, I have a question here uh, from Gina in Valley View, who is an evacuee for uh, calling with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency. She says, I can't get home because of the highway being shut down. What should I do? I was uh, out of money and out of options uh, when I left. Please help. Hi, Gina. Uh, thanks for the question and sorry to hear about your predicament. Uh, I assume that uh, because Highway 43 is closed between Little Smoky and Fox Creek, that you're sort of uh, south and east of Valley View. Um, you could be close to uh, the White Court. If you are, I would recommend that you go to the Allen and Jean Miller Center. That is the reception center and uh, drop in there um, and let them know what your situation is. If I'm not correct and you're somewhere else, uh, I, I ask you to call 310-4455 uh, 
and uh, let them know what your situation is and they will be able to help you. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you for that, Colin. Uh, I have a question from Rick uh, who has this in the online chat and this one will be for uh, Curtis Zablecki, Deputy Commissioner of the RCMP. I listened last night and I heard that the RCMP are using drones. What are they doing with them? Thank you for your question, Rick. Uh, and yes, uh, you are correct. Um, we are using drones and we're using drones to help uh, keep your, your evacuated communities safe. So we have put up drones uh, periodically at, for different times during the day uh, and the night as well. And what the drones do is give us uh, an extra set of eyes and, uh, and a different uh, perspective or view uh, on our communities or, or with respect to certain areas within our communities. Um, many of the drones we put up are equipped with infrared or heat, heat sensing capabilities as well too. So they do assist us in, in locating individuals uh, that perhaps should not be within the evacuated areas. They've helped us uh, detect and further suspicious activity within the evacuated zones as well too. And, you know, and quite frankly, the drones could also be used to detect uh, uh, pets that might not have gone with uh, with the evacuees and might be uh, maybe running around the community in some in some respects. So uh, the drones again are, are very helpful. Uh, we're not using them uh, in uh, populated areas, of course. These are uh, specifically being used in, in evacuated zones. Uh, so there's no concern with uh, expectations of privacy uh, in those types of situations. So I hope I've answered your question. Thank you. Thank you very much, Deputy Commissioner. Uh, I have a question here for Colin with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, and this comes in from Nicholas in Swan Hills. I am evacuated from Swan Hills. Do you, when do you think we will be able to return? Hi, Nicholas. Thank you very much for the question. Uh, I know you've uh, the, the on the Alberta Emergency Alert site. Uh, they've just reissued the information about the evacuation order. So a good place for you to um, keep in touch with some of the information that's happening. I know on our site, we've indicated where the reception center is in uh, Barhead Arena. At this point in time, there are a number of wildfires that uh, are, are near Swan Hills that are out of control. So we're looking to the local authority. Um, they will work very closely with the wildfire on the situation. Um, so keep tabs on that. Um, I, I think it's going to take some time before that wildfire is under control. And if there are any impacts to the to Swan Hills, they'll have to address those. Uh, but at some point in time, the local authority will turn its head to uh, re-entry and, and announcing plans for that. Uh, I ask you to be patient. Uh, we do not have control over the wildfire situation. So just keep in touch with the Alberta ca slash emergency site uh, for information uh, and uh, hopefully things turn well for us and uh, we'll, the community will be able to move to re-entry soon. Thank you for that, Colin. Uh, again, I would ask if you have a question uh, for any of our uh, experts or speakers, please press star three and you'll be entered into the queue. I have a question, question for Wanda with Alberta Health. Um, it's going to be very hot this long weekend. How do I stay safe with all the wildfire smoke? I don't have air conditioning at home. 
Yeah, thank you for that question. And and you're right, it is going to be a combination of of challenges in staying healthy and safe with the the heat and the wildfire smoke situation. So extra caution for sure should be taken when there is that combination. Um, trying to stay indoors, of course, and keeping your windows closed, as long as the temperature is comfortable is what we're recommending. However, as you said, doing so when it's very hot and you don't have air conditioning can be a challenge. So um, if you do go outside, please limit your strenuous activities or exercise. Be sure to drink lots of water and stay hydrated. And if you can, uh, consider visiting a community centre or if you live in a community that has a shopping mall or a store that's air-conditioned, a library is another option. Those are some places where you can take a break, get out of the house and uh, experience some air conditioned conditions. So um, do take care, it is going to be warm and thank you for the question. Thank you very much for that, Wanda. Uh, I believe Brad with the Seniors Community and Social Service may have a few more uh, resources for Mark and Grand Prairie. So I will hand it off to my colleague, Brad. Great, thanks Colin. So Mark, I uh, was just talking with a colleague uh, and one other option for you to consider is to save your receipt and uh, contact the organization that dispatched you to um, to transport uh, the, folk, the, family, the families, the folks from the continuing care facility. Um, those continuing care facilities may have access to funding that, that you're not aware of. Uh, so again, in the short term, if you need help, please call 310-4455. Please hold on to your receipt and contact uh, the group that did dispatch you as they may have additional resources uh, in the coming days that would be able to reimburse you. So I hope, Mark, that uh, provides a bit clearer answer than what I was able to provide before. Thank you. Thank you for following up on that one, Brad. Uh, I have a question here for uh, Kindy Joseph with the Department of Education from Stacy. Uh, it comes in online. Uh, it says, will not completing a diploma exam harm my, harm my older child's chance of getting into university? Thank you, Stacy, for that question. And uh, maybe just I'll, I'll back up for, for a second before I fully respond to your question. For those of you who are not aware and who may be listening, uh, diploma exams are automatically exempt for students uh, if, they're, if they've missed 10 or more school days due to wildfires. So if your child is in grade 11 or 12 and they were supposed to write a diploma exam at the end of June, um, they will be automatically exempted. That said, if uh, your child would still like to write the diploma exam, either in June or August, they can certainly do so. Um, what uh, for for students who fall into this category, who, who want to be exempted um, and are okay with being exempted, um, we are working closely with school authorities to make sure that we have everyone um, identified. And so your school authority will let us know that uh, your child is exempted. Um, and what your child will see on their transcript is a notation indicating that they've uh, received an exemption from the diploma exam. The other thing that we are doing is uh, letting post-secondary uh, institutions where your child may be applying, letting them know exactly what that notation means, that they are exempted from that diploma exam and that their class mark essentially is their final mark and that's their final grade or 100% of their final grade for that course. 
So we are working closely with post-secondaries on that and they're um, in their post-secondary where your child is uh, applying should be aware of uh, what that notation means. I hope that answers your question. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I have another question from Stacy online, and this one will, will be for Evan Romano with uh, Mental Health and Addictions. My community is under an alert, and I am worried about my kids' mental health if we do have to evacuate. Do evacuation centers have on-site mental health supports? Hi there, Stacey. Thanks for the question, and uh, I have to tell you our hearts go out to uh, the stress. I know that you and, and certainly children and, and family members have kind of in that, that waiting uh, never mind then actually having to potentially evacuate. Uh, so really, uh, we're, we're thinking of you. You have to know there are great supports that are out there. Uh, the evacuation centers, they're all a little bit different, but know that there are on-site mental health supports uh, in all of them. They'll, they'll range in the different types, but they all have uh, resources available to help you immediately. Also to support uh, kids and, and family members as they're coming in with games and different types of activities to help keep them distracted. So know that it's not just walking in and you're on your own. There's a, a big community around you and that's exactly the point. But there are a couple tips for, for children and a couple resources I'll point uh, to really to the extent you can. I know it's a stressful situation, but really try to avoid adding more stresses around children, keeping them away to the extent you can about uh, alerts and emergency warnings and talking uh, through about what uh, what the situation overall looks like. Uh, try to pack and, and have access to games or other fun activities, familiar toys and the like, and have those ready to go as well. You can call 211 and they'll be able to refer you to a, a bunch of different types of, of supports, including Counseling Alberta, which uh, offers virtual counseling sessions, or the Mental Health Helpline, which is available through Alberta Health Services. But if you call 211, they'll be able to point you in the direction of uh, a variety of different resources, both in person, wherever you might need to, to end up for hopefully a very short period of time, where you are now. Uh, or online or virtually. Our very best uh, goes to you in the, the days ahead with your family. Take care. Thank you very much for that, Evan. Uh, I have a question for Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada. What should I do if my insurance company wants, to, wants me to use government payments before going through insurance? Thank you, Colin. And this is a great question that we've been hearing from some of the evacuated residents. I want to be clear. The one-time government evacuee financial assistance payment is in addition to your insurance policy and your claim. You do not have to choose one or the other. If you're eligible, we encourage you to, to apply for the government funding. As well, you're entitled to the additional living expenses that start the moment that you're placed under mandatory evacuation order through your home or tenant's insurance policy. Receiving both payments will not impact your coverage or your limits for your insurance claim. These payments are separate. And if you do receive the government funding, remember that that payment should not be deducted from any future claim payment through your insurance policy. These payments are distinctly different. So yes, you can apply for both and you can receive both. Thanks for the question. 
Thank you for that, Rob. Uh, the next question comes from my colleague, Scott Zeeby in Jobs, Economy, and Northern Development. What supports are there for business owners with lost revenue because they were forced to evacuate? Thank you for that question. And we understand for business owners, getting back to business as soon as possible will be important for them and the communities that they serve. Now, insurance is the first line of support for businesses after a disaster such as this. And most business insurance policies cover fire damage. I encourage you to speak to your insurance broker or insurance representative to determine what coverages are available to you. Now, we are also connecting with local chambers, business associations, regional economic development alliances, and municipalities in the areas that were evacuated to determine the impact of the wildfires on small businesses and are assessing what additional supports may be needed to assist those affected by this. I'd also encourage you to check out government's BizConnect. This is the government program that provides wayfinding services to assist business owners in navigating services and supports that are available through the government and partner organizations. Business owners who are impacted by the wildfires can reach BizConnect through alberta.ca slash bizconnect. Our partner organization, Business Link, also provides free advice and referrals to business supports, and they can be reached at 1-800-272-9675. Finally, our Regional Economic Development Specialists, or REDS, have also been active in pointing business owners to the correct wildfire resources on alberta.ca slash emergency. For more information on REDS and the economic regions they support, visit alberta.ca. Thank you again for that question. Thank you very much for that. And I have a question here from Mark, uh, just outside of Grand Prairie. Uh, the area of Riverview Pines, the power is on or not. We have been there for two nights in a row. There is no power in our house. I would direct this question to my colleague, Colin, with Alberta Emergency Management Agency. Hi, Mark. Thank you very much for the question. Sorry, your, your power is out. Uh, what I would uh, recommend that you do is uh, contact the County of Grand Prairie. They could be reached at 780-532-9722. In addition, uh, they do have information on their website. If uh, you're not able to get through to either of those, then uh, contact your service provider to see if they can provide you with an update on when power will be turned back on. Thank you. Thank you for that, Colin. Uh, we have a question here from Sersha. Uh, this will be for Deputy Commissioner uh, Curtis Zablocki. Uh, how are evacuated communities being kept safe? Who is preventing someone from breaking into my house? Thank you for that question, Sersha. And I, I do want to assure you that uh, your RCMP are in your communities, in the evacuated communities, and are are doing their best, working hard to keep your uh, your property, your residence safe. Um, we have deployed a number of strategies uh, in this regard, and of course, we we're present at uh, perimeters, uh, monitoring, uh, you know, and, and ensuring folks uh, are not able to go freely into the evacuated areas. Uh, we're patrolling uh, within your communities in, in marked police vehicles. Uh, and sometimes on foot as well, checking premises, 
uh, looking for insecure uh, premises and residents as well too. So we've got a keen eye out for that as well too. And we've also deployed uh, different uh, strategies as well. You might have heard me speaking earlier about uh, putting up drones in our evacuated communities as well. In addition to that, in some cases, we've brought uh, other uh, surveillance uh, systems into evacuated communities to uh, just to ensure we're able to, as best as possible, detect any suspicious activity, any uh, any activities that's suggested of uh, uh, illegal means or uh, or break-ins into uh, into into private property. Um, you know, and I also want to ensure you that uh, thus far through the course of the past uh, couple of weeks and uh, through the uh, number of evacuated communities, uh, the reported crime has been very, very minimal. And we're, we're encouraged to see that, uh, that people are, are respecting uh, others' property and that the efforts of, of the RCMP and other law enforcement and, and local authorities is, is paying off and is uh, helping keep your your uh, evacuated communities safe. Um, we, when we talk about safety in communities, often we need to talk a little bit about uh, resources. So the number of police officers that we have deployed to the wildfires, uh, overall uh, totals over 300 uh, police officers. Uh, over 120 of those have been redeployed to, uh, to the fire situations across the province. A number of those have come from out of province as well to support your Alberta RCMP and in doing the work that they do. And we're, you know, of course, very appreciative to the government of Alberta for, for uh, supporting the, uh, the redeployment of, of RCMP resources from out of province to assist, uh, to assist locally. Um, it, it really is an all hands on deck situation. So um, I, I hope I've answered your question there. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Deputy Commissioner. Uh, again, if you have a question now or at any time in this call for one of our experts or speakers, please press star three in your phone and you'll be entered into the queue. I have a two-part question here that comes uh, from Ron and McLennan. Uh, the first part will be for Christy with Alberta Wildfire. I heard there was a fire in McLennan. I live five miles southeast. Will I be affected? Hi, Ron. Uh, there is a fire uh, approximately 16 kilometers to the north, northeast of McLennan. Uh, it's uh, known as SWF 068, if you're looking for more information on that and our welfare uh, status map. Um, just make, make sure you're aware of conditions and you're tuned in to what the people in your local community are, are uh, advising as far as the authorities will let you know if, if there's need to be concerned. We are certainly working on that fire. We're actively um, uh, fighting that fire and uh, resources are arriving uh, and will be dedicated to, to that. More extra resources, extra firefighters will be put on that fire. Uh, so it's uh, it's certainly something that you you do need to keep aware of, and uh, I recommend you look at the wildfire status map uh, to follow the progress of that fire. And if your local community uh, authorities are are taking action, please uh, follow their direction. Thank you for that, Christy. And I'll pass the second part of this question, which is uh, why is our water cut off to call in with the uh, Alberta Emergency Management Agency? Hi, Ron. Uh, thanks for the question. Um, as I understand, there has been a water break uh, in the uh, in the town of McClellan, and they anticipate that the water will be off 
until about 9 p.m. this evening. Uh, you can probably keep track on where they are uh, by going to mcclellan.ca. And uh, as Chrissy said, keep an eye on the wildfire uh, status as well. So hope all goes well. Thanks. Thank you for that, Colin. I will ask uh, Christy one more question here from Gavin uh, in Donald, Alberta. What is the status of the Peavine fire? Thanks, Gavin. One moment, let me, it's the, it's the same complex uh, of fires uh, is uh, near both the Peavine and McLennan areas. So uh, that fire is uh, currently two kilometers uh, from the first residence in the Peavine area, but still north of the South Hart River. And as I've said, we are actively working on this fire. We have uh, firefighters, helicopters, and heavy equipment out there um, building, uh, building fire guards. Uh, they will be continuing to build uh, dozer guards and we'll put more firefighters on uh, that complex uh, uh, very soon. Um, they're working to protect the, the power lines there and we have structural protection uh, units from uh, the municipalities that are working on critical infrastructure and, and the homes that uh, could be uh, could be affected. So um, certainly something that we are um, working very hard on and uh, aware of the proximity to communities there. Thank you for that, Christy. Uh, the next question goes to Rob with the Insurance Bureau of Canada from John online. I have seen photos of destroyed vehicles. Will auto insurance cover vehicle replacements if our spare car was damaged? Thanks for the question, John. This is a, a good question. Auto insurance covers fire damage if you purchased optional comprehensive or all perils coverage. With fire damage, it's common that the vehicle would be damaged beyond repair, meaning the vehicle would be considered a total loss. In those situations, your automobile insurance provider would send someone out to take a look at your vehicle to determine the actual cash value of your vehicle. Or if the damages aren't that bad, they would do a repair estimate so that you could bring your vehicle in to get the necessary repairs completed at the repair shop of your choice. With your auto insurance policy, you might have loss of use coverage. And what that is, is when your vehicle is in the shop for repairs or if it's severely damaged or destroyed, that entitles you to a rental vehicle. So once you're able to get back into your community, if your vehicle is damaged, reach out to your insurance company right away to start that claims process. Understand the coverages you have. And if you need a replacement vehicle, if you have that coverage, you can go out and get one right away for comparable vehicles so you can still get back to your usual business that you would have. Thanks for the question, John, and I hope everything turns out okay when you get back to your community. Thank you for that. Uh, I have a question here from uh, Francine in Surgeon Lake, uh, and we will get a bit of a two-part question. The first part for Christy with Alberta Wildfire. How active is the fire around Surgeon Lake? Good evening. 
the fire around Surgeon Lake has been active, but again, we saw limited growth on this fire today. Uh, it, we did have smoky conditions in the area, which, which you may have noticed, um, but one of the, the slight uh, benefits of that is it can create cloud cover, uh, which can reduce the activity of the fire. So it does tend to cool down the conditions, which can reduce fire behavior. Uh, but we do have an incident management team uh, in place, and it's uh, being supported by crews and heavy equipment. So there, again, they're using one of the tools at our disposal, which is building a fire guard to help uh, control uh, the spread of the wildfire as much as possible. Uh, we did see those smoking conditions, as I mentioned earlier. It, it did limit, uh, to some extent, the amount that we could fly uh, over top. So when we do have a lot of smoke, it's more difficult to fly because it limits visibility. Uh, but uh, firefighters were working uh, on that uh, area, and it certainly helped uh, that there was less fire uh, activity. Thank you for that. And the second part of this question uh, will be for Brad Geddes uh, with uh, Seniors Community and Social Services. I have been evacuated. How would I get funding? Hi, thank you very much for the question. Uh, so Francine, I understand uh, that you're from the Sturgeon Lake area. So the Sturgeon Lake Cree Nation and areas evacuated the MDA Greenview, including Fox Lake, Fox Creek, Sturgeon Lake, and South Grove Dell uh, are now eligible for the emergency evacuation payment. Um, there's three ways you can click, you can call, or you can come in. So if you go to alberta.ca slash emergency, um, after registering as an evacuee, uh, please apply for the online uh, benefit. Um, it uh, uses uh, your ID, whether it be driver's license, information card, Métis card, or treaty card, and uh, any of those uh, will, uh, will enable you to get through. However, if that doesn't work, uh, then please call us at 310-4455 and they can walk you through the application process online and troubleshooting problems. But if that, uh, if that doesn't work for you, there's always, uh, you can always come in. So we are very lucky. We have great teams on the ground. Uh, they are located at 16 different offices throughout Alberta. You can find their addresses at alberta.ca slash emergency. In addition, uh, at the Edmonton uh, Reception Centre, there is a team there uh, distributing um, debit cards that are with the funds on them. So there's a, a couple different ways, but if in doubt, just give us a call at 310-4455 and our team will be happy to help you. Thank you for that. Uh, the next question uh, will be to Christy with uh, Alberta Wildfire from John and Swan Hills. Uh, what is the overall status of the Swan Hills fire and with the likelihood of Swan Hills uh, actually the town itself encroaching and getting damaged? Well, good evening. Uh, thanks for that question. This is the Grizzly Complex, uh, which is north of the town of uh, Swan Hills. Um, there are three wildfires there. They are all technically classified as out of control. Uh, we did see Highway 32 close today uh, because one of those fires uh, did move across the highway. Uh, we have an incident management team in place and they are being supported by firefighting crews. Uh, they're working uh, with heavy equipment and with aircraft as well, all fighting that fire. Uh, the fire that's currently closest uh, to Swan Hills 
Um, heavy equipment is building a fire guard. As I said, that's that's removing vegetation that could be used to pull the fire uh, towards uh, the community. So it, what they're doing there is attempting to limit the spread that could move to the southeast. The fire is still 14 kilometers from the community, uh, and I certainly wouldn't speculate on, on what might happen, but we are working on that uh, fire. You have a lot of uh, firefighters and extra uh, resources such as aircraft working on that fire, and uh, they are continuing to uh, work as hard as they can to limit any consequences of the fire moving towards the town. Thank you for that, Christy. Uh, the next question is for Colin with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency. If the emergency alert is no longer in effect, does that mean people can return home? Thank you very much for the question. I think the simple response would be yes, but I would ask you uh, to make sure that you're staying informed about what's happening with your municipality. The best way to do that is to either have a look at the alberta.ca slash emergency website where we provide the latest AEA information. So check that and also check with your community to see what information they're providing. Make sure you're, you're uh, getting your information from a reputable source so that uh, you've got the, the best information. Uh, and ultimately, uh, the community will have the, uh, will have the decision-making authority for calling the community back in to re-enter after things are safe. Thank you. Thank you for that, Colin. Uh, I have a question again for uh, Christy with Alberta Wildfire. How are we making sure there aren't more wildfires started this weekend? Um, that's a good question. We are expecting uh, warmer temperatures. Uh, the the fire hazard is quite high to extreme uh, across the province, and uh, we're not expecting a, a huge amount of relief from the weather in the next couple of days. Uh, so certainly we are taking steps to prevent any more human-caused fires because we want to be able to concentrate the firefighters and resources that we have on the fires that are burning right now in the province. So uh, one of the things we've done is put in a fire ban and an off-highway vehicle restriction across the entire forest protection area of Alberta. A lot of uh, parks and municipalities outside the forest protection area have done the same because they're aware of what those conditions are, are like. And the minister said today uh, that they were um, putting in a voluntary request uh, for Albertans uh, not to go out uh, camping or recreating in those uh, areas of the highest uh, fire danger. So those are the areas sort of west and north of Edmonton, um, because that's where we're seeing sort of the highest uh, fire danger. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, steps that we're, we're taking to try and ensure that uh, we don't create any new fires, that we can use the resources we have to work on the fires that are out there now and uh, bring them under control so that we can uh, get some folks home. Thank you for that, Christy. And unfortunately, we are out of time for this evening. I do want to thank everyone for the great, great questions, and we hope you were able to find the information you were looking through this conversation. If you are still looking for information about wildfires and evacuation supports, I encourage you to visit alberta.ca slash emergency or to call 310-4455. I would like to thank Minister Ellis for hosting this town hall as 
well as my colleagues from several different departments. Thank you again for participating and helping to support these important conversations. We will be back again tomorrow evening from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. If you did not have a chance to have your question answered, we will encourage you to participate again. We will try our best to get through as many questions as we can. Thank you all again for joining us. Stay safe and have a great evening.